Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today on the Modern MBA, in collaboration with MBAGradSchools.com, we're speaking with Deanna Galati. With a degree in theatre and a background in arts programming, she's now pursuing an MBA at the Schulich School of Business in Canada. Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast. Would you kindly share your name, where you're from, and where you did your MBA? Of course. Hi, my name is Deanna Galati. I'm from Toronto, Canada, um, and I'm currently pursuing my MBA at the Schulich School of Business uh, at York University in Toronto. Brilliant. So you come from an arts and cultural events coordinator background, and most recently we're working. Uh, you're working in um, arts philanthropy and partnerships. Could you walk us through your career to date? So, I mean, I always say that my career sort of started when I was a kid. Um, I don't remember a time where I was not involved in performance or on stage. Uh, So I actually got put into dance classes when I was three years old and really never left the stage since, I'd like to say. Um, But I guess fast forward a bit uh, through my childhood years, I, I did my undergrad at York University Uh, and have my BA in theater. Um, And so thought I wanted to work as a performing artist, uh, doing, you know, theatrical performances. Um, And when I graduated, or sort of towards the end of my bachelor's degree, I really found a passion for producing, um, and sort of the management side of things. And so I actually started working a little bit just after my graduation as a freelance producer and stage manager for uh, a little bit, um, and then moved more a bit into, you know, working for a production company. We worked on international productions of, you know, Jungle Book and Cinderella and all these magical <laughs> musicals. And then sort of found myself wanting a little bit more out of the industry and got more into community programming and professional development programming for artists. Um, and so I found myself at the National Ballet of Canada. Uh, and the York Region Arts Council. So the York Region Arts Council is a, a local art service organization here uh, just north of Toronto. Um, and with both of these organizations, I really um, understood how arts could impact on sort of a community level um, and, and the importance of arts in, in terms of placemaking and, and community. And so I worked uh, for both organizations for about three years. And then within those three years found myself in like what you just said, like the philanthropy and partnership stuff for um, a dance company here in Toronto called princess productions. And I'm still working with them now. I've been, I've kept them um, on as as, um, I complete my MBA and it's a great way for me to, you know, stay in touch with the arts and culture community. Brilliant. That's great. And I mean, it must be also interesting. I think whenever you're working during the MBA, you get to apply the different principles and kind of test them out, you know, in, in real time, which is quite nice. Are you able to do that? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think I've actually taken on more responsibility since starting my MBA and working with princess productions, which has been great. And I love it. And I think one, um, really valuable piece actually was, you know, even just understanding financial statements. I mean, 
now I'm, I'm able to help with like their budgeting and <laughs> understand sort of how to make a proper ask and, and, and budget appropriately. And they've been relying on me to, to take on some of that work a little bit more. So yeah, just as simple as understanding financial statements, I think at the very least. Yeah. So perfect. So then for those who don't know what the day-to-day of an arts coordinator, programming coordinator is, would you kind of give us an overview? I find it's it's a lot of people management and, and people coordination and just being uh, very organized and a really strong communicator. And so day-to-day, I was finding myself connecting to Uh, program participants, so artists themselves who we were either hiring or who were taking part in our programming, Uh, stakeholders outside of the organization who perhaps uh, partnered with us or sponsored us in some capacity, Um, and then engaging with new people who might come on as an artist or as a sponsor. Uh, So a lot of talking to people and being, like I said, a really strong communicator uh, in order to make sure that everyone involved in whatever project we're working on has what they need in order to be successful. Um, And so I think, and and that's what I really enjoyed about the role um, as well as it helped me enable artists to really succeed and knowing, you know, that they were succeeding made me feel that I was succeeding in the role. And so, yeah, that's sort of, I guess, in essence, uh, what, an arts programmer, arts coordinator might do. And then many MBAs do the MBA degree to make a pivot. What was your motivation for doing an MBA? For me, it was that I wanted to further my career within the arts and culture space. Um, So working with community arts organizations, I really became... Uh, attuned to sort of the the policies around um, how arts and culture, you know, get funded or just the processes in general and and how the government affects the arts and culture sector as well as um, just economic impact of, of the arts and culture sector. And so because I became really interested in these key pieces, I really asked myself what I was missing skills wise and I knew I had the communication skills. I knew I knew like I had the the arts knowledge on how the industry operated. And it was just, you know, for me, the business skills that I needed to fill in. And so I was like, the MBA is a perfect way for me to understand the economics, the finances, to be able to then advance my career to a more, um, I guess, managerial level, but also in government and, and, and in policy. And I, I did look at some more senior people that were in roles and positions that really were attractive to me. And a lot of them, especially here, like in the Toronto and, and Canada as well, uh, were, were Schulich MBA grads. And so that's sort of, yeah, what uh, was my motivation for doing the, the MBA. like your MBA experience so kind of what was the you know what was the experience of your program like kind of expectations versus reality and and things like that I've been getting or I've gotten so much more out of the MBA experience than I ever anticipated and so as I mentioned I came in expecting to just brush up on my finance skills and my accounting and economic skills and knowledge 
Um, but I feel like I've gotten so much more than I, um, than I ever anticipated. And so, you know, being thrown into a classroom with business professionals and like people coming from engineering and consulting was honestly so intimidating for me at first. And so on top of learning and, and taking courses in these subjects that I was not familiar with, I was quite nervous, to be honest, coming into the program. So um, what I learned really quickly, though, was that no matter the background or experience, you know, the MBA is such a diverse degree, like there's people literally coming from teaching and, and healthcare and, and all of these different and rich backgrounds and experiences that we were really just all students in the exact same position wanting to brush up on our business skills, right? So uh, learning that really quickly helped me sort of settle into the program. And then people started seeing value in things like my communication skills and my knowledge in the nonprofit sector and just having a different perspective altogether, which really enabled me to, to succeed, really. And, and while I didn't have certain skills those were filled in by other people with those skills, if that makes sense. And so working on team projects, which is a huge part of the MBA and, and building those teamwork building you know, skills, um, it was really great to piece together all of these different people with various backgrounds and just have this overall enriching experience and learning from one another. And I say like most of, like I obviously have learned in the classroom, but a lot of my learning also has come from outside of the classroom and, and being in team meetings or being involved extracurricularly and getting to know people outside of the arts and culture sector has been so, so rewarding for me. And so I've been saying and reflecting on how the MBA has definitely been one of the most challenging experiences in my life um, and in my career, but it's also been the most rewarding in that I don't think I've grown as much in such a short period of time um, in my life, which has been really, really awesome to experience. Yeah, it is such a like intense transformative time, isn't it? Um, and I kind of miss that. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, when when do you get the chance to really focus on yourself and your skills and really build yourself, right? And so, yeah, I've been finding the NBA been has been really rewarding in that sense. Mm. You've kind of um, you've kind of mentioned um, about how I suppose everyone's experiences is valuable on an MBA and I know that for me um, it was really interesting to see how some of my classmates who I looked at who had amazing um, like hard kind of finance skills and stuff that I really envied um, felt similarly about like my like soft skills for example which I'd, I'd never really like valued that much um, but what do you think are the things that you mentioned your communication skills but what other things do you think that you you kind of brought from your background have, have proved themselves to be particularly useful on the course? I reflected a lot on how my undergrad has translated into skills that I've been able to use in the MBA. And so I think the storytelling piece in particular, um, I've been finding that, you know, I've been involved in case competitions in the MBA and just class projects in general. Um, so my school at Schulich, we, they teach very much from like a, a case-based perspective. So a lot of the projects and work that we do are, you know, real companies, real cases. And it's all about telling the story in a way that, you know, sells your idea to the, the best uh, that you can. And so, I mean, reflecting back on my undergrad, um, really like a, a theater degree I found has 
really taught me how to take an idea, conduct research, um, build the show or the story that you're telling on the stage in a way that was intriguing for audiences and then being able to perform it. And really like thinking about how I would prepare or plan for like a case in business school, it's very, very similar. And so it's, you know, you have a problem, you conduct research to figure out how to solve that problem. You build out your recommendation and then you pitch and present to your client. And, and so I think that storytelling piece has been really valuable in particular and being able to sort of zoom out and see that whole picture um, has been really, really great. I find that I work well with people who have more technical skills, who can like really delve into that research and like bring in fresh ideas. But then I'm typically the person in a group who then zooms out and says, well, this is how we can pitch it to our client and, and, and help tell that story. And so the storytelling piece, I think, has been huge for me. And then, yeah, as I mentioned, the, the communications as well and being able to answer questions if we're talking to a client and um, have a conversation with them is something that I've also been um, able to bring to the table as well. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see what sort of translates from the theater world and performing arts to a business environment. It is really interesting because like because storytelling so I work in marketing so for me obviously it gets talked about a lot and you're right it's such like an important skill and it's not something that comes easily to a lot of people um but I've never really thought about it like with the in the context of the theatre background as well. I mean that's the biggest piece I've been reflecting on is like well how what what is my role in a group project usually and like how have I come to fill in that role. And and to me, it's like, yeah, just it's the storytelling piece that I got from from theatre school. <laughs> so the arts and the entertainment industry, obviously, it's taken a massive hit during COVID um, and is still is still doing so. Um, what kind of what's your experience been of, you know, being in, in the industry and, and what kind of changes are you expecting to see? I mean, like you said, COVID has really hit, especially I think the performing arts, I will say, mainly for the reasons that performing arts require people to be in a room together and for artists to be in close proximity and audiences to be in close proximity, which has not been able uh, to happen, obviously. And so what I'm seeing is, I mean, initially, which is still going on now, is a lot of virtual performances. Um, now, I've, I have personally mixed feelings about these virtual performances. I think while artists have had to pivot and, and adapt in order to fit with what is, is sort of allowed for now. It completely makes sense, but also live performance is live performance. And I feel like it doesn't always translate as well as we think uh, to a digital environment, but I've been seeing some, um, some work around, you know, making a, a lot of these like uh, performing arts um digital and so and, and and how digital skills are becoming more and more prominent and so I think that that will be something that's continuing on I mean just with the dance company I'm working with right now we've translated a lot of our programming online and, and some of it works better online actually like we um we run uh, performing arts or dance programming for seniors for instance and we invested in some technology to bring to the seniors' homes that we work with, and it actually has been working out even better um, in some cases. 
Um, so I think artists will need to keep up with some of these digital skills and, and figuring out what actually does translate well online versus what doesn't. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it's challenging. I mean, I know companies here in Canada were talking about how we sort of are going to go back to an in-person environment, but it's challenging because you don't, I think people think, oh, how are audiences going to come and sit in a space? Um, but to me, I think the audience piece is almost the easier part because it's, you could have your audiences just socially distant and, and wearing masks, right? If, if needed, but it's actually like bringing the artists back. That's a little bit more challenging because they've been out of studio for a year and a half now, and then bringing them back and, and just thinking about some larger companies that typically rehearse like 20, 30 people in a room, like that will be challenging, I think. Yeah, it's definitely true. I think the logistics of it all is really, um, it's really quite challenging, challenging to think about. Um, so then I guess our final question is where do you go from here and what are your plans for the future? I feel like I have a couple different avenues that I'm looking to explore um, post MBA. And as I mentioned, I'm, I am very interested in this public policy or cultural policy piece at a more government level. And it would be great to get into some um, type of government role to advocate for whether that be funding or just arts and culture practices in Canada in general. Uh, so that's definitely an avenue that I'm looking into. I'm also very interested in how public funding gets sort of funneled through the Canadian arts and culture sector. And so perhaps looking into working with a granting body and organization here in Canada. Um, and then I'm also really interested in this, you know, strategic perspectives of, of companies and how organizations operate. And so maybe also looking into a bit of cultural consulting um, as well, which I think the MBA has definitely given me and equipped me with the skills and resources to do that. So I'm not married to a specific uh, avenue right now. Those are sort of the areas I am looking into post MBA. That's all for today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And you can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, or you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, bye! Bye! <laughs>